like I say, we appreciate being here tonight and uh, thankful for the service this morning Jordan did. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get our nerves out of the way and maybe God can use us tonight or if it ends up on one of these other ones, you know, a lot ends up on one of these other guys, we give it to them. But uh, definitely thankful to be here. And we was thinking of a scripture over in Acts. And it's uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. It said, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. And, um, you know, right before all that scripture there, Peter, he ended up, uh, you know, right after everything happened with Paul or Saul when he became Paul, um, you know, Peter went into a sleep and he was out on his own and it said that you know the Lord showed him in a dream in a vision it showed him like this sheet and a whole bunch of different things and showed him a bunch of different animals and God told him to eat you know and he was like and he said that it's I don't eat anything unclean well God showed him you know later on some people sent for him and they wanted Peter to come preach well, it was some people of the Gentiles and other people that, you know, back then, of course, you weren't allowed to hang out with certain groups of people. But the Lord showed him that that was a job he needed to go do. You know, so in this part right here, it comes down and says, you know, Peter opened his mouth and said, because this is what God showed him through that vision. When he first got that vision, he didn't know what it was. You know, he was trying to figure out what is God showing me? Well, then God showed him, you know, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But it said, in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. God wants everyone saved. You know, it, it is not, the Bible says, it's not my will that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. You know, the Bible I read it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, he gave his life for everyone. You know, it's not, he didn't give it to, you know, maybe Blaine because he's a deacon, his kids, or Russ, you know, maybe his family, but he did it for everyone. You know, and that's the best thing about God. And, you know, when we come into, when we come in together, you know, even though all of us might have some similar lives, we might live kind of the same. I know there's a lot of people that are family, you know, but we're all different. But you know what? That's the best thing about God. He died for each and every one of us. Even though we all have a different story, God died for each and every one of us. And it don't matter what you've done. It don't matter what your past is. You know, I love Blaine was teaching this morning, and he was talking about how, you know, God... You know, they don't tell you to go home and get cleaned up and then come back. That's hard to do. God wants us just as we are, you know. So you pray. We stand, if you would, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again for another opportunity to be in your house, Lord, and that we pray as we come tonight, Lord, and that if there may be one here and lost, Lord, and that you can give them an opportunity, Father. We pray, that, Lord, that we can all just come and do thy will, Lord, and that your gospel will go out, Lord, and show them that need you, Lord, because how important it is to be able to accept salvation. Lord, let us all be a light to each and every one. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came 
Appreciate them songs and um, welcome to say if anybody has it on their heart to open up, they're more than welcome to have it. Give you a second if anybody has it on their heart. If not, if not, we ask everybody to stand. Wonder if at this time anybody has any unspoken prayer requests. Appreciate all them hands. Anybody has any spoken? have a spoken request. If not, Brother Carl, you want to lead us in prayer?
Anybody tonight have a song on their heart and testimony? You know, it's real easy sometimes when we get up here. You know, I know I do it a lot, Jordan, let myself get in the way. You know, we don't want to get ourselves in the way tonight. You know, if we can kind of chill out a little bit and let the Lord move, you know, that's our goal tonight. You know, if there's someone here that's lost, honestly, I'd love to see them get saved. You know, I'd love for them to know that they're going to heaven when they die. You know, uh, I was, I've been, I, well, we just, anybody got a song or testimony? End up getting fired up. Anybody at all? We make it a short one tonight. Might go get some ice cream. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> if anybody will meet us at the Pete's afterwards, that's where we'd probably be. Anybody at all got a song on their heart? See all my kids smiling back there. You pray for us, and um, you know, honestly, though, if if you're here and lost, you know, it's the best thing that can happen is to get saved, and you know, uh, you pray for us, and maybe God can use us tonight. And uh, you know, uh, I think it was about 18 years ago we came to this church. It's been that quick already, Neil. Even though it don't seem like it, but. Uh, you know, if you, I know I've said it multiple times, but if you look at the, the age the world sets on us, my life's already half over, you know, and uh, what a waste it would be not to be saved living for God or even doing my job, you know. Sometimes, you know, we have to get up here. I don't always like it, you know. It's not something I want to do, and, uh, but when God can bless me, I love doing it, Russ. You know, it's a good thing. You know, the whole salvation is a good thing. And it's the best thing that can happen to mankind. So you pray for us. And if uh, God will let us preach a little bit, we're willing to try. And we're going to read in Genesis chapter 22. But like I said, you know, it's already been... 18 years that we've been here, and, uh, you know, time's flying by. And the Bible talks about it multiple times. You know, there's multiple illustrations where it talks about our life like a vapor. You know, uh, I know we made some rice after church, and you'd see the pot starts get boiling, and, you know, say here's the end of the pot at the mic. By about the time the vapors hit here, they're gone, you know. But there's still multiple room to the ceiling. You know, so that shows you what the Bible says about how our life is, and it compares it to a blade of grass, you know, how it gets cut down. So, you know, we don't know, and Jordan preached about it this morning, how long we got, Jordan, we don't know. As you talked about how the waves crash, you know, we don't know when our time is coming. But the best thing that you can have is the surety of being saved. So when your time comes, now, you know where you're going and where you stood. And not only that, you know, that the people around you knew where you stood and that your people don't have to worry about you. You know, the best thing in life, and I know I've said it, is getting saved. And after that, it's living for God. Now, do I always do that? No. You know, I've told you guys, I'm not one to get up here and lie. I try my best to live for God, but I fail on a daily basis. 
You know, it, it's our job after we get saved to try to live for God so we can be a light. You know, there's a lot of people out in this world that don't read the Bible, and you could be the only Bible that they read is your life. You know, and as I look at, you know, you look at the Bible, and there's a lot of people throughout the Bible, and every one of them has a different story. Even though it talks about how they all get saved, they have that same salvation, but like I said earlier, they all lived a different life. You know, we all come from different aspects in life. So you pray for us, and like I said, if you're hearing loss, you know, just let God, let God talk to you. You know, don't listen to what I say, because I'm, I'm, I'm I ain't going to have anything smart to say, but if God can use me to say something that will work through you, you know, let him do that. But you pray for us tonight, and in uh, Genesis 22... It says, and like I said, you pray for us. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of the young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it, up, laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went, both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, or here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the, took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou any thing unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. So like I said, you pray for us, and uh, you know, uh, over in Hebrews, you know, chapter 12, it talks about the faith chapter, and it says, uh, or sorry, chapter 11, it says, starting at the first verse, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. And it said, through faith we understand that the rules were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And then it goes on, and then it says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And you pray for us, and you know we're sitting here thinking about, uh, 
you know, all of our elders, you know, and that's went on before us, you know, and that's how, you know, this church has been established is because, you know, people that had the faith and they stood on that faith, you know, and that's how we're able to have a church that we have, you know, and how before they talked about, and I never seen it because I wasn't here, but, you know, when some of them came up from Kentucky, they started their having their little services and they talked about how there might only been a few people at a house. Well, then it led to a building over on Albert Street. And then I think after that building, it might have led to a bigger building on Albert Street. And now we have this church here. You know how God has blessed us. But the elders obtained a good report through that. And we're able to see that. So, you know, when we look at our Bible, that gives us a foundation to stand on. You know, from something that they've done and it's still carrying on. You know, but like I said, you pray for us. And I'm sitting here thinking about Abraham. And, you know, it sits here and talks about how, um, you know, before this, you know, Abraham wanted a son. And it said God was talking to him one time. And, you know, I can't quote everything that it says in it. But he told him, like, Lord, I don't even have a son to, to take, basically take my name after this, after I'm gone. Well, he said, well, I will take care of you. You're going to be the fathers of many nations and many men. And it said, uh, well, later on. You know, then you could tell him that Sarah, his wife, felt bad. Well, then Sarah told him to go lay with one of her maids. And then they had their son, and that would have been Ishmael. Well, then, uh, you know, things happened. And, well, now the Lord told him that I'm going to give Sarah a son. And, you know, he looked at him, and he was like, God, about how stupid are you? You know, and that's how in my life sometimes, you know, when God wants me to do something... I might look at him sometimes and just say, are you serious right now? You know, or is this like a joke? But, you know, the Lord told him, I'm going to give you a son, you know, and what the Lord tells us is going to happen, you know? So when I look at my salvation, it sits here and tells me that after a while, I'm going to a heaven. Boys, we got something good to look forward to here, you know? The salvation that I have, it's going to take me further after I die. So like I said, you keep praying and... You know, so I'm thinking about Abraham here is, you know, now the Lord told him that, you know, he wants him to take his only son, Ryan. And he said, I want you to offer him up as a sacrifice. So I get thinking about this, like even in my life, if you tell me to offer up one of my sons, it's going to be pretty rough, Brad. It's going to be a hard thing to do. But, you know, it sat there and said that in the morning, Abraham went to go get ready and he had to split the wood. It sat there and said he had to clave the wood. Well, as he sat there, I can imagine, and you know, it ain't like they have a, a gas-powered thing that they're fired up and they're sticking it through and letting it split. He had to do some work, and just to think about the work that he had to do, because he's getting ready to put his son on fire in this, in this you know, on the wood. And every time that he would probably swing the axe, he's sitting here thinking about this offering that he has to offer up. But, you know, he knew that God was going to provide. So, like I said, you keep praying. And as they went through, you know, sat there and said that he got everything ready. And as they're coming up on the mountain. You know, I can just imagine where I would be in this position. You know, thinking about what's getting ready to happen. And, you know, but as it sat there and said, you know, they, they, he told the other guys to hold off. He said that me and Isaac, we're going to go ahead and go up. But what did he say? He said, We're, we will both be back, you know, we will both return. Abraham knew that God would provide. You know, in our life, we have to know that God's going to provide. 
even though it might seem like we got to put forth some work, we got to put forth some effort. In my salvation, I have to put forth work and effort. It just don't come along, you know. I, I, if I don't read my Bible, I don't know what my Bible says. If I don't pray, my prayers don't help me. You know, if I don't live for God throughout the week, where am I going to be on Sunday when I get here? Or where am I going to be on Wednesday when we come? You know, if, if we're not doing what God wants us to do, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble, you know. And um, as I sit here and said, but I can just imagine. And then here's the biggest thing that I get out of this also. As it sits here and talks about, you know, as he got here, he's getting all the wood. And even his son asked him, you know, where's, where's, the, where's the sacrifice? Well, how awful it would be is you start binding your son up on this altar, you know, getting things ready. But as it said, as he went to get ready to bring the sword over and take him out, what did it say? It said, the Lord spoke to him and he said, Abraham, Abraham, you know, sometimes in our life, you know, we might be doing some things, but if I'm not listening for what God has for me, you know, think of what it would have been if he would have missed out God calling him. If he'd have missed out God saying, Abraham, wait, Abraham. If he'd have just ignored God for that second, he would have took that sacrifice when that sacrifice wasn't needed. Because what did it say? It said, as soon as he said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am, Lord. When he looked back, there was a ram. God provided a lamb for him. You know, that's what God has done. If you're here and lost, you know, it should be a point that you would go to hell. But you know what? God gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish. I want you to know that God made a sacrifice. And you know, and I sit there and you, it's the same way. As Jesus came and he lived this life, Carl, you know, God knew that he went through troubles and trials. God knew things that, that happened to him. But God still sent his son for each and every one of us. God knew that he was setting that up for a plan of salvation for us. That's the best thing about it. And the best thing is, you know, he gives us each a choice. I love preaching on that a choice because why? If he wanted to, he could make every one of us serve him. That's what kind of God we serve. But he gives us each a choice and says, hey, he calls you. And he says, you know, Lee, Lee, here I am, Lord, what do you need? If I don't listen to God when he's calling I'm going to miss out on everything. If Abraham wasn't listening, he would have missed out big time. He'd have missed that sacrifice, you know. When it comes time and God's speaking to your heart and he's saying, hey, listen. If you disobey and you don't listen, you might miss your chance and your opportunity to get saved or whatever it may be. When God speaks, you know that even in the Bible it says, back then they said, never a man spake like that man. I tell you what, I knew when God was speaking to me. You know, I didn't have to have anybody tell me. You know, and I grew up a little bit different from some of the way our, my parents took me to a different church. But when God spoke to me, I didn't need somebody saying, hey, this is who it is. You know, I can remember how bad I felt. I can remember that, you know, there was a lot of times that, you know, after our, each service, everybody would come to the altar and pray. But there was one specific time where it really hit me. It really showed me that I was lost and that I needed Jesus. You know, and how bad it would have been if I didn't accept him. Could I have got another chance afterwards? Yeah, there might be an opportunity, but I don't know that. You know, I don't know what's going to happen when we walk out these doors today. You know, you might be here and lost, and it's sad to say, but it could be your last day here. 
You might be here and saved, and it can still be your last day. Maybe you're not showing your people what you need to be. You know, as it talks in that faith chapter, so on, go down the road, it says it talks about Moses. And it said Moses, you know, he, he chose a choice. He said, rather to suffer affliction. You know, he went with, the, with God's people. And Moses, he was, he was brought up. And I know everybody knows the story. It talks about how his mom, you know, they were supposed to kill all the babies back then. But it said that, you know, that they, all the people were scared of God. So they didn't kill the babies, Carl. So they were trying, they, his mom put him in a basket and sent him up the river and had his sister, the Pharaoh's daughter, come out. You know, but then later in life, Moses chose to be with our people. You know, he knew that I would rather live for God than to have everything in the king's palace. You know, I would rather live for God than have all the money in the world. You might say, well, you're crazy, ain't you? Well, I guess if that's what it is, then it's crazy. And I love money. You can ask my wife. Everybody in here, we have to have money to survive. You know, but... I would rather have the treasures that God gives me, you know, I would rather have the treasures that he gives me than to have all the treasures this world can offer. You know, so I want you to know if you're here and you're lost today, it's a great opportunity to get saved. And nobody's going to look down on you. Nobody's after you. You know what? But everyone that's here and saved, and I'm sure if I asked everybody to raise hands, there'd be multiple hands up everywhere. We all had to do the same thing. You know, there's only one way through Christ, and it's through, through Him. You have to come through the Lord in order to get saved. You know, I didn't like to come up to, when that happened to me, but you know what? It's the best choice that I've ever made. So if everyone is staying, Sean, get us a song if you would. If any other preachers want to help us out also. What an opportunity it is what the Lord has done for us, the sacrifice that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that every one of us can have that opportunity. You know, it's a joy to know that when I die, I'm going to heaven, Jordan. It's a joy to know that. And there's a lot of people out in this world who think we're crazy. Let them think we're crazy. But like I've always said, when it comes down to the end and the people say, no, you know, that, how do you know it's real? Because of how I feel it. But... If it comes down to the end and it wasn't, I'm thankful on how I live. But when it comes down to the end and it ain't on the other side, you're going to hell. That there's only two options. Sing whenever you're ready, Sean. It's your choice tonight. I don't know anybody's situation. But I'm thankful what the Lord done for me. I'm thankful that there was a sacrifice. You know, Blaine talked this morning. He was talking about, you know, before all the people would have to come to church, there was a process of things they had to do to offer their sacrifice for their sins. And Blaine even made the statement, and I loved it. He said, you know, if I had to do some of the things they had to do, he said, I would never probably made it to church. He said, I have a rough enough time sometimes just getting myself up and getting ready. I'm with you on that, Blaine. You know, there's a lot of times that, you know, we look back at some of the jobs that they had to do, things they had to do in order, you know, but how easy God has made it for us.
you know, now he gave his son, and that was the last sacrifice made. The last one. But now it's our choice. And like I said, and that's why I love him, because he forced me to serve him. When I walk out them doors, I'm free as a bird. I can go live my life however I want. I got to have my choice. But he gives you that choice, and it's a free choice. I appreciate what he's done for me. If anybody feels like coming, it's up to you. There's multiple people that would pray with you. choice tonight. Appreciate that. Anybody at all has anything on their heart? that now it's it's hard to tell people you know what we have 
you know, they have to get it for themselves. I can say a lot of things, but everything that I can say, there ain't enough words. You know, there's that one song where it says there ain't enough notes, there ain't enough songs, there ain't enough, you know, there ain't enough to tell how good God is. You know, you have to find out for yourself. You know, and I'm, I'm thankful that I found out one day. Anybody else? Blaine, you got anything? Nobody else has anything. We ask for us to dismiss us in prayer.